Dancers have a lot to balance. From their pirouettes to their jumps, a dancer's performance is a direct result of hard work and motivation. So where does food fit into this? There's a lot of myths and a ton of antiquated ideals about what a dancer's diet should look like. And I'm here to dispel those. I'm Rachel Fine, registered dietitian nutritionist and founder of To The Point Nutrition. I'm the dance nutritionist and I'm here to tell you that to be a successful dancer, you don't have to diet. Instead, I'll teach you how to use food as your best tool to enhance your performance. A nourishing meal plan not only fuels your dancing, but also enhances your strength, improves your balance, supports your flexibility, and most importantly, reduces your risk to injury. My name is Natasha Maya, and I'm a principal dancer with English National Ballet. Um, I've been dancing basically all my life. <laughs> so I've been dancing in Vienna before that, for eight years and I joined English National Ballet a year ago. So that's basically roughly my life story. Yeah, nice. So you joined English National Ballet as a principal. Yes. How is that? That must have been very exciting. It was very exciting, of course. It's also um, really stressful. You feel a lot of pressure, but I mean, you just do your thing and... <laughs> mm -hmm. So, Natasha, where did you do most of your training? In Vienna. I grew up in Vienna. I'm Austrian. Mm -hmm. I grew up in Vienna. I did the education there at the Vienna State Opera Valley School and then joined the company with 17 years old and mm -hmm. since then been professionally dancing. Nice. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about that journey. You as more of a pre-professional dancer, were there any specific challenges that you experienced, whether those were challenges around food or maybe whether they were challenges around like comparisons um, that you felt maybe you had to overcome as a younger dancer? I think that's a part. Um, it's always um, a struggle as a ballet dancer. So especially before being a professional dancer, but also during um, the career of a ballet dancer, um, you always have that struggle and it depends whether you get help or not. Mm -hmm. In school, obviously, you're very young. It's much harder to understand certain things. I found it particularly difficult in my first year in the company because in school, um, even though people always try to help, um, like in a company, I feel like you kind of all of a sudden experience this um, feeling of no one really caring about you individually as much. Mm -hmm. so in, in school, you always have your teachers or certain people responsible for you. So I think when you um, join a company, it's definitely more difficult um, to understand what you do for yourself. I think that's such an interesting point because very often we see with the younger pre-professional dancers, we see a lot of struggles in regards to comparing themselves to each other, disordered eating and so forth. Um, and you bring up a very good point, which is about support and having su a supportive environment, whether that's from directors, whether that's from teachers, parents, guardians, whoever it might be, plays such a strong role. It sounds like you had that strong support as a younger dancer moving into a company you probably had to what it sounds like take matters into your own hands 
Mm -hmm. I think also one thing that I realized is very important is that many times support is actually offered, but people don't want to take it. So it's also a very individual thing whether you want to take the support or not. Yes, 100%. Um, and as we move through, you know, time, I'm, I'm noticing uh, that more support has been made available to dancers. And I agree, dancers have to really be aware and not feel shameful for accessing that support, right? I think there's this unspoken um, standard in dance and in ballet that we are almost like superhuman, when in fact, we too need help and should be seeking support. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So did you ever have experiences with body image struggles that you really had to overcome in your training? I think it's a daily thing. I mean, considering that we always um, watch ourselves in the mirror, like every day we're wearing a leotard and we're working with our bodies. So that's like a daily thing. But I think for me particularly, it's most, um, the biggest struggle is like after having time off and like understanding that the body is changing when you're giving the body a break. It's definitely harder when you're having to somehow keep yourself in shape by yourself without having performances, for example. Yeah, and a couple points I, I want to bring up that you raise here, the notion of a changing body. And even, you know, as that happens, as you're getting older, right? I mean, comparing what you were to at, at a younger age to what you become as a principal, as an adult dancer, the body is meant to change. But what about with COVID-19? How was the quarantine for you? Because it was obviously a, a major challenge. I'd love to hear how you really got through that. You mean the, the lockdowns? Yeah. The, the I mean, it was in the beginning, I've been like, I've been basically training all day because I didn't know when it would be over. I thought, you know, maybe there's a show in a few weeks. I need to be ready. So I was really motivated. I even like um, was teaching my parents Pilates every day. I made a certificate as a Pilates instructor and all that. After a while, when our shows got cancelled until the end of the season, I have to say I did lose a lot of motivation then. It was hard at that point like to wake up and do the same routines. I definitely started doing less. I started to question, like, when are we coming back? Like, do I maybe take a break now or what's, what's happening? So it was definitely getting more difficult. But I was lucky to have um, great people around me and to have that support um, there to keep going. But obviously I wasn't um, as motivated as, as I was in the very beginning when I didn't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, definitely uh, brought up a lot of stress for so many, really across all industries, not even just dance. But um, it sounds like one thing you mentioned, getting into Pilates, getting certification, getting a certification really segues into my next question, which is finding balance as a dancer. And really what I mean here is wearing multiple hats, right? How have you been able to find balance in your life while still staying so motivated and driven in your career? I think that's, that's the most important thing actually is that I am actually more motivated, the happier I am in my life. So when I'm like seeing people who are maybe not ballet dancers uh, or have like a life outside ballet or different hobbies or, or enjoy other things, I think that's what gives me the motivation to keep going. 
I do realize sometimes you have no choice other than fully being in that routine because we just don't have enough time for anything else. So those times can be very tricky to understand when something doesn't go the way you want it to go in ballet, then it's much harder to, to understand that that's okay. Then when you're having a balance in your private life, um, because then it's much easier for you to cope with failure, I would say, mm -hmm. in your job. Right, right, because you have other things to really fall back on. So it's a bit of a security, um, which, yeah. which sounds like with you, with getting a certification in Pilates during the quarantine, that having more time during the quarantine was a, a major benefit, let's say, right? Uh, one pro. In that way, yes. Also, I got to spend some more time with my family, which was yeah. really great. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, Natasha, I'd love to hear a little bit more about your routine. Do you have any pre-performance rituals that you, you know, take part in to kind of get you focused? I mean, in general, on days of a performance, I like to do everything pretty similar to any other day. So I, I still do my whole morning training, um, gym work. I don't want to like mix things up too much. Mm -hmm. So do basically the same. And then I think the main thing is like right before show, I, I love just the whole part of like putting on makeup. It feels like meditation somehow, or just like the costume, like all the steps, the warming up, it's like always the same, but I feel like that's like the part where you really realize, okay, it's, it's happening. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. And what about post-performance? Any specific things you like to do to kind of wind down and slow down that adrenaline? Mm, I think what slows down that adrenaline for me is just really doing my routine and knowing that if I do that, it's all going to be fine. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So your plan to head back to the studios soon, you said, I believe tomorrow? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's exciting, right? <laughs> I feel pretty excited about that. But you've had quite, yeah. a bit of, quite a bit of time off to really get your body recovered and so forth. Natasha, I'd love to ask you the question I ask all dancers on here. How would you define what it means to be the healthy dancer? I think to be a healthy dancer, it's mainly a mindset, in my opinion. It's how happy you are with yourself. If you're able to do what you want to be able to do physically and but mainly mentally to have a state that you can like be dancing happily. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> that uh, for so many dancers, the mental and the emotional well-being aspect of health uh, really falls to the waistline because we are really taught and we have to, like you said, to a certain extent, really focus on the physicality the tech the technicality in class and on stage because that is what dance is as a sport right or as um, a sport and an art but in regards to the art side of it right and uh supporting that mental state that mental and emotional well-being has got to be important for you when you are on stage and really tuning into those roles i'd love to hear a little bit about that um yeah i think uh, it's just like the, the most important part to have that like kind of balance. Yeah. And obviously I think we get a lot of um, support also to, to be able to do all the technical aspects. But then I think the part of like creating a role to like find a character to 
to have that kind of art perspective on it and not just the the fitness or the the sports perspective on it is just like the most um important thing what makes it so special in my eyes yeah so i think that's like the the big part of being a dancer more than just an athlete yes i completely agree and um for that artistry to really come through making sure you have that balance and that support mentally and emotionally right not being too obsessive in your in the physicality of it and making sure it's really a broad spectrum of your well-being well natasha thank you so much for chatting with me today you've given us such wonderful insight thank you